0: Hey everybody, welcome to the last wake up of 2020 for Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. I mean, come on, like I'm doing a podcast on New Year's Eve. So just a brief mid-holiday week check-in on Hollywood and the media biz, where uh, according to reports, once again, Ted Sarandos made $34,650,000 more dollars than I did this year, uh, plus the free Netflix. Guessing he gets the uh, premium account, Uh, but unlike Ted, at least 2021 can only go in one direction for me. Now over to Hollywood. As you likely saw, Wonder Woman set a new COVID box office record, in the good way, with the largest opening weekend in the U.S. of the pandemic. The sequel took in $16.7 million over the Christmas weekend, where about 35 to 40 percent of U.S. movie theaters are still open at this point, according to Axios. The movie now stands at $85 million worldwide. However, based on the number of pans the movie got in my social feeds this weekend, not sure it's going to have a great hold, which is certainly already proving to be the case in China, where it went from $18 million on its opening weekend to $1.5 million this weekend. And with Europe still basically shut down for the foreseeable future, let's just hope they got a lot of new HBO Max subscribers, as matching Tenet's $350 million box office mark from the fall seems like a bit of a reach. Warner Media did put out a statement that uh, kind of sounded like it was a big success for HBO Max, but in classic Warner Media fashion, they didn't actually cite any tangible metrics like uh, new subscriber additions or the number of users who streamed the movie, so nothing worth sharing. But hopefully the next Warner Brothers addition to HBO Max, the Denzel Washington movie, The Little Things gets a more positive user reception when it comes to the service on January 29th, when it also hits whatever movie theaters are still open at that point. Although it's worth noting that the January 29th date is uh, conveniently going to require anybody who's signed up to watch Wonder Woman over the Christmas weekend to have to renew their HBO Max account for another month to watch that one. Ah, I see what you did there. Otherwise, Universal's News of the World opened to an okay $2.5 million, taking second place and over in the alternative universe of Japan, where COVID is not killing thousands of people a day. They just set a box office record for the highest grossing movie ever, Deadly Pandemic or No Deadly Pandemic. That being their animated hit film sensation, Demon Slayer the movie Mujin Train which has now taken in $313 million in Japan alone since its release in mid-October. But just to bring it back to finish out with Wonder Woman, the uh, not-so-great public reaction is not stopping Warner Brothers from giving a green light to Wonder Woman Part 3. They announced that they've closed deals to bring back Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins as director to round out the trilogy. Although it's going to be a while, as Patty's going to direct a Star Wars movie first. You can take one more film off the Paramount slate, as Hulu bought the rights to their upcoming Lee Daniels-directed movie, The United States vs. Billie Holiday. That's according to Variety. It was slated for a release in theaters on February 26th, but uh, now, no. No Hulu release date has been set, but it'll likely be sometime in the next two months to uh, qualify for the Oscars. Andrew Day plays Miss Holiday in the movie, which tells the story of how her career was knocked off course after she was the target of a drug sting by the feds. That just happened to be led by an agent she had a rocky affair with, which I'm sure is just a coincidence. Also to note, over at Universal, they moved their Boss Baby sequel, Family Business, from March to September 17th. And it looks like Channing Tatum is going to join Sandra Bullock in the action-adventure romantic comedy The Lost City of D at Paramount, according to Variety. It's said to be in the vein of Romancing the Stone. Bullock plays a reclusive novelist who finds herself on a jungle adventure with an attractive man after a kidnapping attempt. Uh, are we sure that's not a remake of Romancing the Stone? Well, either way, great casting. Over in the TV set... Looks like HBO Max is bringing more guns to the knife fight. As uh, the New York Post reports, Warner Media is hoping to close deals for a Sex in the City limited series. But do clarify that nothing is a done deal as of yet. And obviously, Kim Cattrall is a very likely pass. So, first a true blood reboot, and now Sex in the City. So, you gotta think Jeremy Piven is waiting by his phone. Amazon Prime and their subsidiary Twitch had 4.8 million viewers stream their exclusive NFL game on Saturday between Arizona and the 49ers. The comparable game last December on the NFL Network had 8.6 million viewers, so you can uh, do the math on that one. Although over 10 million people at least started a stream of the game at some point, and then realized it was like a real game and not someone playing it on their Xbox and uh, turned it off. Uh, Gen Y, never change. And speaking of Amazon, there was a great read in the Wall Street Journal last week that I highly recommend checking out when you have some time this week. They dive into Amazon's uh, proclivity to essentially rip off products sold by third parties on its marketplace that find success, thus damaging said vendor's business. Amazon's tactics include suspending the accounts of the vendors under claims of potential fraud and then demanding invoices from them to discern where they get their components from to uh, make sure there's no fraud going on. And then what do you know, there's a very similar version of the product sold by Amazon at a cheaper cost in a couple of months. So a pretty fascinating read, including a look at their internal culture, which involves building internal teams to specifically study vendors like furniture company Wayfair and footwear company Allbirds to see if they can successfully copy their products and sell them at a cheaper price. Basically using Amazon's Ubiquity and repeat customer base to damage the business of other companies, uh, allegedly. I'm sure everything's on the up and up. Anyway, the link to that is in the episode notes. In today's programming notes, uh, well, you still have Wonder Woman in theaters and the Tom Hanks movie, News of the World. Although based on the Christmas weekend box office, I'm guessing you'll be able to rent that one for 20 bucks from home by the middle of January. But there are a few new things going on today. Netflix is putting Pieces of a Woman in movie theaters starting tomorrow. I should probably clarify uh, Pieces of a Woman is a movie because uh, that sounded really weird to say. That one stars Vanessa Kirby and Shia LaBeouf as a couple, dealing with the aftermath of losing their baby in a home birth gone wrong. And it got some pretty positive notices at Venice and the Toronto Film Festival this fall. So check that out as of today, or just wait a week when it hits Netflix next Thursday. Over on Amazon Prime today, they have the final 10 episodes of Vikings plus the Rachel Brosnahan-produced year-end comedy special Wake for 2020, called Yearly Departed. Rachel also appears in the special to give a farewell to the year that will uh, live in infamy, along with Tiffany Haddish, Z-Way, Sarah Silverman, and many other female comedic talents. But uh, let's finish out today with a song I've been into lately. It's from a band called St. Motel, and the song is called My Type. The Spotify link is in the episode notes, and I hope your week is going well, everybody. I'll probably check in this weekend if enough stuff is happening, but maybe let's just make it to 2021 first. And also remember, tomorrow is your final legitimate excuse to drink a bottle of champagne by yourself, so uh, make the most of it. I'll see you soon.